as we continue our series today, we've been looking at this for the last number of weeks, hope for our finances. And so we, our vision series was hope for our future and looking at the, really looking at the context of everything that we're in, the climate, the economy. And what God pressed upon my heart is to go deeper into that and actually look about our, our finances. As we all, we look at the economy, we look at the market, we look at the inflation and the rising costs, we look at the war that's happening and it's increasing. And oftentimes it hits our pocket first, especially as we enter into this winter and we enter into 2023 not knowing what is going to happen. But believing as Christians, firstly we rely on God's word and his truth, but actually looking at God's word for hope for our finances. So we looked at the first week, seek first, worry second, placing God first upon every, upon my money, upon my life, upon my marriage, upon my family. Every time that we're going to that place of worry, that we seek him first. Last week, um, Brian Somerville looked at how Christ is our model. He, he modeled for us as a living a life of generosity, giving his life for his father, the same as we not just give our finances, we give our life to God. And today I want to look at something that I'm very passionate about. This is um, part one of a two-part uh, um, topic, is looking at the topic of stewardship. Stewarding what God has given us. You know, all of us want more. Every one of us. You know, we, we, we want more. We want God to bless us more, to give us more, to grow us, to grow our finances, to grow our life, to grow, to, to just... We, we all want more. We want to pursue God first and foremost, but we want to see God bless us and bless our entire lives. Well, there's a biblical principle that Jesus talks about, which I'm going to go through now in Matthew 25, where God calls us to actually steward what we have, and if we steward what we have, we will receive more. But if we don't steward what we have and we just pray, God, give me more, bless me, give me, help me. Well, God said, well, I've given you everything that you need. If you steward what you have, the direct result is going to be more. If you sow, you will reap. If you are healthy and, and, and you live a life pursuing God, well, what are you going to do? You're going to bear fruit in your life. Well, the same principle is true for our finances. The same principle is true for our entire life. So we're going to be looking at Matthew 25, verses 14 to 21. Many men know this as the parable of the talents. It's where Jesus, he's really in a series throughout the book of Matthew and talking about kingdom values and kingdom culture. And he says, the kingdom of heaven will be like, be like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven will, will be like, and he gives different analogies and different thought processes and in this he shares a story he says again the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them so this story is about God and us it's a relationship between God and us God is our provider God is the one who has entrusted to us everything that we have it is the the, the premise of our life needs to be built on this thought that everything I have is being given to me by God. When we begin believing and acting that, well, I earned this. I, 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 I'm owed this. I, I, I achieved this. 
Well, when we come from that place, well, it's coming from a place of pride. Well, well God's never going to be able to grow that because he, we need to get to the deep roots of our heart. But when I go, I, I didn't earn this. I was entrusted this by God. Everything that I have has been given to me by him. It changes our attitude. It changes our lens. It changes the perspective on how we view the world and how we view everything that God has given to us. So he continues verse 15. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags of gold. And to another, one bag of gold. Each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. If you steward what you have, God will bless you and give you more. It's, it's, it's a principle. It's a kingdom principle. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. I want to speak to you today in the title, Stewarding Significance. Stewarding Significance, what God has placed in your hand. What God has placed in your hand is significant. What you have today is significant. If you were not to focus on, on anyone else or what anyone else has or what anyone in any other country might live and their conditions and their experiences, whether you go to America and there's great wealth, whether you go to Africa and there's great poverty, whether you go to Asia and there's great wealth and whether you go to South America and there's great poverty, whether you just, no matter where you go, you just see what God has given you, you will realize it is significant. What God has blessed you with is, is immense. It, it's, we are so blessed. He's been so generous to us. And when we view what God has given us is significant, well then what the response to that is, we need to steward what God has blessed us with. We need to manage it, what he has entrusted us with, that we view that the wealth that he's given us is incredible. And so therefore, that we would use to the best of our ability that which God has given us. And Jesus begins, Matthew 25, 14. Again, the kingdom of heaven is going to be like a man going on a journey. And in this instance, he's outlining the life that God has called us to live. This man on a journey represents God. And he says, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two, and to another one. Now, Many of us, when we read this, we, we see is the one with one was given little and the one with five was given much. But actually, when you look at the, when you look at the, the bag of gold or the talent, which, which some translations call it, when you actually look at 
what that represents and what that means. One talent or one bag of gold was the equivalent and held the value of 20 years' salary. So even the one who had been given one bag of gold was given a lot, was entrusted with a lot. In fact, when you look at his 20 years' salary, if you were to equate that to, let's just say, 25,000 euros per year for 20 years, it's a half a million euros. He was given a half a million. He was entrusted with great wealth, wealth that some of us will never see and never experience. And he gave to each one, it says this, according to his ability. His ability to do what? His ability to steward that which he was given. You see, God gives to each of us according to our ability. Our ability to manage well that which he has given us. Many people ask the question, how can I get more? When the question we need to ask is, how can I use to the best of my ability that which God has given me? How can I, we, we looked at rest in August and we looked at our life and our time and realizing my problem is not time. My problem is how I use my time. We look at our finances and we look at all of the lack that's, that's we're experiencing right now and what we will experience, it brings everything. When you experience lack and when you experience this constriction in your life, what happens? You, you view everything and you go, I got to put everything into a new perspective. I got to steward every cent, every euro, everything that I have. I got to steward every minute, every hour, what I have. We need these times in our life when we're actually looking at and viewing and asking the question, Am I stewarding the significance that God has placed in my hand? It continues, verse 15, he went on his journey. The man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. He went to work at once, immediately. He didn't wait around. He didn't wait for things to happen. He, he didn't allow his external circumstances to bring up excuses and to, to, to cause him to be able to veer off and to get distracted or, or put off his stewardship in tough times, but he went to work straight away. He realized that what he was entrusted, he is to steward that which he was given. And here's why I'm challenging this and why I want to challenge you. Some of us, Oftentimes, when we receive that which God has given us, we spend more time waiting around praying prayers like, if only I had. If only God would give me. If only I wasn't going through this. If only I had received. When what we really need to open our eyes to see is that, God, thank you for all that you've given God, thank you for all that you've entrusted to me. This is a tough time. And I may go through difficult circumstances, but God, you have given me everything that I need. You have blessed me with more than I could ever dream of, think of, or imagine. God, thank you. It changes our perspective. The one who was given five went to work immediately. He put it to work. He stewarded well. He realized the significance that he was given. You see, it's not about how much we have. It's about how well we use what we have been given. The result was that he gained five bags more. What happened? He received 
multiplication. God added to his life. Why? Because he managed well what he was given. He received more because he was steward what he was given. Matthew 25 verse 29 says it like this. For to all those who have, to all those who realize that what they have is of great significance, that what I possess in my hand, in my heart, in my life is of value, it says more will be given and they will have an abundance. Matthew 25, 29, again in the NLT says, to those who use well, who steward what they are given, even more will be given. It's the principle of the kingdom of heaven. It's the principle of the kingdom of God. That if you use well what God has given you, he will give you more. He will give you more. Verse 17 says, to also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. Now, the value of what you have in comparison to someone else is not important. It's what you do, what you have that is important. My significance is not devalued based on your significance. What I have is not lower than or less than than what you have. But yet this is exactly the way that all of us live. We take our eyes and our focus off what God has blessed us with because our focus is on what God has blessed others with. When we get to heaven, God is not going to evaluate you based on how much you have, but rather he, he sees us and he says, well done my good and faithful servant because of what you have done with what you have. He's not going to imagine the day that we'll stand before God and some of the great people in history that have changed the world, like Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, and, and we are pitted up against them. We say, well, what have I done that is of value? No, rather he looks at it and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, because you have stewarded well in secret, in private. Your name may never be known, but what you have done in, with your children and how you've grown them and how you've invested in them, well, how you've how you've treated the man on the street that no one will ever know of. How you showed acts of compassion and love and care. How you stewarded your private life, your inner life. How you kept yourself pure when otherwise you could have given into sin. You see, we look at throughout the Bible, you look at First, and First Samuel where Samuel was choosing the next king of Israel. And the seven sons that come in that were handsome, that were talented, that were gifted. All of us in our world today, we view that significant. What did God say? Man sees what's on the outside, but God sees what's in the inside. He says, I will choose a man who is a man after my own heart. H have you been... Spending your life, your energy, focused on what others have, devaluing what God has given you, the gifts that he's given you. The, this fear of influence that he's given you, the people who he surrounded you with, the finances that you have. You see, the greatest innovations come out of a lack of resources. The, the greatest innovations come out from people who 
who didn't have enough and didn't stop at what they didn't have. We may be entering into a time of lack, of great need. And those of us who will thrive are those of us will not focus on what we don't have, but rather will say, God, thank you for what you've blessed me with. Now, how can I use what you have given me? How can I bless what you, how can I use and so that you would bless all of those of innovation? They took what they had, they used it well, that would create more out of what they have rather than wishing that they had what others have. Have you ever been out for a meal? I, I do this all the time. Ever been out for a meal and you, you order the, you know, you make your order and you're the first one that's served and they come and they give you the plate and you look at it and it's, it's beautiful, it looks lovely, I'm hungry, can't wait. And then maybe you're with your, your spouse or with your friend or with a group and they come and they give them the plate and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that looks way nicer <laughs> than what I had. <laughs> I do this all the time, especially when I order. I love steak, but when, I, when, I, when I'm ready, I'm going to eat a good steak, and it comes, and I look at it, and they get a bigger steak than me or a juicier steak than me. It's like I look at my plate with disgust the whole way through, just eating and just going, this is not as nice as what they're eating. You know, it's, it's simple, it's stupid, but honestly, that's how all of us behave. Almost in every facet of our life, we view our life. We view what we have based on what others have, and then we don't take delight in what we have, but rather we end up despising what we have. The one who had two bags put them to work just as the one had five, but he wasn't focused on what they had. Oh, they've got more than me. Rather, he had the attitude that he still multiplied what he had. And the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few, therefore I will give you many. The attitude that most of us have and that I have is, if only that, that hadn't have happened. If only I hadn't gone through that. If only I had been taught. If only I had. It's what all of us experience in our life. It's, it's, it's what all of us, in, as we are adults, yet still with the inner child inside of us, walking around, waiting for someone to give us that thing that we wish we had. When God says, I am your father. Everything that you have has been given to you by me and there is much more to be had. More wisdom. More understanding. More discernment. See, we, 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 this is not about finances. This is about our life. It's about our heart. It's about our future. But the value that God places on us, which is way greater than the value that we place on ourselves. We need to kill this comparison mentality in our lives. We need to kill this, this, this way that we're living that is just so sucks the life out of us because we're so focused on everyone else. When God says, I've given you so much. Now use well what I have given you. 
what you have in your hand is of great significance. Verse 18 says, but the man who had received one bag went off. He dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. He hid what he had. What he had was still of great value. It was still a half a million euros in comparison to the rest. What he had was still of great value. Even when it was in the ground, it was still of value. Even when it was invisible to man's eyes, but rather than stewarding well what he had been given, he squandered it. He squandered it. I don't know about you, but have you, have you met many people in, in your walk in your journey of life, you've, you've met many people who are, who are fighting for their life, who, who realize, and I've, I, it's the experience of a pastor time and time again, when, when people receive a diagnosis of, of cancer or, or a diagnosis that's going to significantly change their life, what do they do? It's like they come alive and they place a value on their life that they never had before. And now that everything, their whole life comes into a new perspective and they're going to fight for their life. Their faith is more on fire than they ever had before, believing that God is going to heal them. I'm going to use every second, every moment. I'm going to fight for my life. Those who are going through difficulty in marriage and are willing to fight for their marriage, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to be the greatest husband. I'm going to be the greatest wife. I'm going to be romantic. I'm going to buy good things. I'm going to, because I got to fight for my marriage. I got to fight for my child i got to fight for them. I am not allowing the enemy to rob them, to steal them, to kill them. Rather, I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to pray for them every single day, every single night. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray, God, will you save them? Will you change them? I'm going to fight for them. You met people like that? There's a hunger. There's a desire. I've met so many people who will fight for their life and so many people who forfeit their life. Who are squandering their life away. Hiding what they have value in the ground. One man said before that the graveyard is a picture of great potential that was never used. So many of us, I know this because I know this true of me and I know this true of you. We are hiding our value in the ground. We are hiding what God has given us rather than bringing it out into light. God has given you dreams, he's given you desires, he's given you gifts and talents that you've never used, that you've never tapped into. He's given you great potential that is to be used, that if you were to release it, he would bless it and give you more. Rather, what's happening is we hide away because we hide behind, well, what if? Well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I'm not able? Or what if they make fun of me? Or what if I'm ashamed? Or what if I'm embarrassed? How many of us have been in a situation, maybe in particular around, you know, family, especially time of Christmas, I've been there so many times, and, and something is said against Jesus or against our faith or something that comes in line with his exactly direct line with our value, and we hide away out of fear of what they may think. In a time where you say, well, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, I go to church, I believe in the church. I believe that God's going to do something great in the church, but we hide away. Well, what if, what about in, in, in your own walk in life when you see a need? When you see a need of, a, of someone 
in your vicinity, maybe someone in your neighborhood, someone in your community, you know, I could fulfill that need, but what if I give and God doesn't give me and now I'm in lack? You ever had those thoughts? I've had those thoughts all the time. Oftentimes, we have guilt and resentment because of what we didn't give, knowing that we had to give. Oftentimes, we don't steward the significance and we hold on to it. We hide it into the ground when God wants to bring it to light. Because what he's given you is of great value. Can you imagine, and I was thinking about this and how it relates to us, is that imagine if the one with one bag of gold, realizing that what they had was of great significance, had put it to work just like the five, just like the two, and multiplied it, the two bags of gold, and took that and invested it and multiplied it to four bags of gold, and took that and multiplied it eight bags, 16, 32. See, there's no end. We put a end at five, but the end could be for eternity. Imagine rather than living our life saying, if only I had, but rather our story would be in, I didn't have the best education. I didn't have the greatest upbringing. I, I experienced much trauma. I experienced great pain. I was stabbed in the back every time that I trusted. But yet, I still trust. Yet, I still believe. Yet, I'm going to still put myself out there. Yet, I'm still going to invest. Yet, I'm still going to steward the significance that God has placed me because I'm not going to choose to squander what I was given. I'm going to choose to steward what I'm given. If we live this way, if we had this perspective and this attitude of believing that but by the grace of God that I am alive and I've got eyes to see and eyes to see the abundance and not the lack, maybe we could realize the potential that God has given us. Verse 20 and 21 says, The man who received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags. See, I've gained five more. And his master replied, Well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. How do we steward our significance? Is focus on what's in front of us. Focus on what's in our hand. And be faithful with the few. Be faithful with what God has given us. Be faithful in our marriage rather than always thinking, God, if you only gave me the right husband. Being faithful with our children, even though they may have experienced something that's outside of your control that should never have happened. He's saying, God, I believe that you're going to bring healing into this. Being faithful in the times and the moments when you experience hurt and pain and trauma and living your life every day with that hurt, that bitterness almost because you're like, why did that happen? The anger rises up within you and rather saying, I believe that God will turn all things together for his God. I believe that what you intended to harm me, God will turn it together for his God. God, 
I thank you for what you've blessed me with. I'm going to be faithful with the few. I'm going to be focused on where I am. I'm going to be thankful for what he's given me. I'm going to be focused on what's right in front of me. I want to ask you this question. What's, what's in front of you that you need to focus on? What, what's the few? What's the thing that, that God has blessed you with that you maybe have not been placing the value on that it deserves? What is the very thing in your life that, that needs to be your focus and you need to be faithful with? Because one day, you will stand before God and give account on how you used what God had blessed you with. How you stewarded the significance that he gave you. He's not going to ask you, how much did you do for me? He's going to ask you, were you faithful with what I gave you? Maybe making it very practical, maybe God has called you to raise your children rather than pursuing a career. Are you being faithful? Maybe God has given you a few friends to do life with rather than being known by many. Are you being faithful? Maybe God has given to you right now the salary and the finances with is exactly what you need and nothing more. Rather than having everything that you think that you should have. Are you being faithful? Maybe God has given you a husband or wife that needs help, needs love, needs care rather than always viewing them that they should have their act together and they should know that by now. Are you being faithful in that marriage? Are you being faithful in the position and the role that God has given you? How about with your, your family? Always filled with almost the, the grief from the past and dealing with that, bringing up this friction and this tension you always feeling like I'm the one that's bringing it together. When God has called you to be the one to bring it together, to bring unity, to bring healing. Are you being faithful? Are you being faithful with the few? Hey, why don't you just close your eyes right now in this moment? What has God placed in your sight that you have not been seen? What has God placed in your hand to grasp, to take hold of, that you've been so focused on everything else? And I feel today the Lord says that you are of value, that He loves you for who you are, not who you think you should be. That he loves you even in the midst of all of your, your sin and your wrongdoing and your shame and your guilt. Everything that when you look in the mirror, you just see that Jesus sees you as precious, as worthy of his love. 
And I believe that the, the message of the gospel of grace is that we don't have to wait until we get to heaven to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful son. Well done, my good and faithful daughter. You've been faithful with the few, so therefore I will bless you with many. What is God calling you to be faithful with? I want to do two things in this moment. Just with your head bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you don't feel significant. You don't feel loved. You don't feel of value. Well, firstly, I want to give you an opportunity today to give your life to Jesus. To release to him what you have and saying, God, I want Jesus, I want you to change me. I want you to heal me. I have to do this time and time again. I've, I've almost tried to take back my life rather than releasing and surrendering it to you. So firstly, if that's you today and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to surrender, or maybe you want to re-surrender to him, I would love you just to pray with me, maybe under your breath or in your heart, and just say these words, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you everything. I release it. I surrender to you. I'm a sinner, and I need your forgiveness. Today, I choose to follow you. I believe that I am set free, that I am forgiven. And by your grace, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Just with our head bowed and eyes closed, maybe today as I've been speaking and touching different areas and speaking about different topics and maybe it's maybe it's something that just resonates with you and you just feel that in your heart that you've been placing a lower value on yourself and on the significance that God has given you when he's challenging you to be faithful with that which he has blessed you with if you're here today and you just you just need to receive healing you just need to receive help and hope today would you just raise your hand with me because I want to pray with you just raise your say that's me Thank you. Anyone else? Just raise your I want to pray with you. Just raise your hand and where you are and say, I need help. Thank you. When anyone else, you want to, you want me to pray this, I want to pray over you in your life. Just raise your hands with where you are and just receive God's Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray for all of us that are in need of you, that are hurting and in pain because we're living in that place. If only that hadn't happened, if only I had, if only this wasn't the situation, if only you were here and present. Lord, I pray right now that you would help us to be faithful, to fight for what you've given us, to steward well with what you have blessed us with, to be focused on what's in front of us. And God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to fill our lives, to fill our hearts, and to fill our minds. In Jesus' name.